Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now, here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome, everybody, to episode 47 of IG2G. I am your energetic, up-to-speed, awesome Mr. Host, Eric. And with me, as always, is the elusive, scary, but sometimes mysteriously awesome, Matt. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Do you like little tiny monsters? Do you like big monsters? Do you like psychopaths? Do you like Terry Crews? Do you like Russia? Nintendo Direct? Oh, hey, traitors. What's going on there? Hacking my Facebook ads. What's going on? Well, they had help of scientists, which we'll also be talking about this episode. So if any of that interests you, guess what? You better stay tuned, suckers! Number five. So first up this week, we all have friends. And you know when you're you're talking to your friends, sometimes they say some things, and you're like, I don't think that's true. And then you find proof, and you're like, you're a goddamn liar. So... My friend Eric here, like many moons ago, he said, hey, 3DS is a dead system. It's pretty much done. Well, shut your f***ing mouth, Eric, because Yokai Watch 3 is here. Yes, it came out on the 8th of November exclusively for the beautiful, the wondrous, the ever-living 3DS. Developed by Level 5, published by Nintendo. It's more Yokai Watch. If you know Yokai Watch, you're going to love this game. Basically, what Yokai Watch is, you're a little dude. It's kind of like Pocket Monsters. Think of like funny Pokemon mixed with kind of like the slice of life of like a Persona game. Like, you know, the time you're spending around town. Basically, the gameplay cycle in Yokai Watch is you run around town, you find a possessed human. You're like, ah, oh, why is he acting weird? You search around with your Yokai looking thing. You say, hey, there's a, little, there's a little Japanese spirit attached to him. It's making him act funny. You battle the Yokai, you catch it. Now you can use it on your team. And you go and you rinse and repeat. And that's pretty much what Yokai Watch is. This one's the ultimate edition of Yokai Watch 3. Basically, in Japan, there were two versions with two different characters and two different storylines. This one here in America slaps both of those together. So you can swap between the characters and their storylines at any time. One's in like a, a very stereotypical like Texas, USA setting. One's in the traditional Japanese setting. So you kind of get both flavors there. You get different Yokai in, diff- in each location. The storylines come together at the end. And basically the hook for this is, again, that slice-of-life town type stuff. Because what I always hear from people talking about yokai watches, they just love the city. They love walking around, meeting funny people, you know, doing some, you know, maybe you do a fetch quest or something. But it's always done in like a cute, fun, charming kind of way. And apparently the localization, or maybe it's in the original too, but the localization in, in the yokai watch games is always funny. There's always references to other things, like other media. Like, I've heard there's references to Twin Peaks. There's references to the X-Files, which I've seen. There's references to, you know, Fist of the North Star. All kinds of fun stuff. So if you're a more mature gamer, you can get some fun stuff out of this. And if you're a kid, you're going to like catching all the little yokais. You're going to like the simple battle system. It's got really cutesy, charming graphics. In this one, the battle system is a little bit more bumped up, because apparently in the last few yokai games, it's just been like an automated battle system, basically. Like, you put your yokai out. If they're matched up elementally well, they do well. Here you've got a 3 by 3 grid, so you actually have to move your yokai around to avoid, you know, enemy abilities and stuff. Apparently, that really ramps up later in the game. So if you want to just get your toes in, get you started, started early, you don't have to worry about a lot of stuff. But by the end of the game, you're fighting serious bosses, you're doing serious stuff. 
But then all along the way, it's funny, it's silly, it's cute, it's charming. Maybe you're looking for like an Animal Crossing kind of a fix or like a Persona Idle Time kind of a fix with a little bit of gameplay, a little bit of like monster raising, monster catching. Yokai Watch 3 is going to be for you. So if you like silly stuff, if you like charming stuff, if you like little monsters, go grab it up. Because the 3DS is not dead. Don't listen to Eric, no matter what he says. I know there's more on the way. I've seen no, stuff for more 3DS games. Right They're now, coming. Dead. You, you, sh- you shut your mouth. Hey, well, well, hey, we'll, we'll keep tuned to IG2G to find out how wrong Eric is in the future. Number four. You wanted to start with Little Monsters, so let me move on to the big monsters, Matt. I'm going to talk about some Metro Exodus. This game was released February 15th for PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox, not the Switch, because people just, they don't know yet. It's so, a dead system. It's a dead system. You might as well just flush it down the toilet. Yeah, it's dead. just go there. You know, whatever system's dead, Matt. Nothing makes sense <laughs> anymore. Yeah. It's published by Deep Silver, developed by 4A Games. It is the sequel to their previous wonderful title. Oh, duh, Eric. The sequel means there was a previous title. Duh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Metro last night. Blah, blah, blah. I don't need to tell anybody this. But just was like- this the Transformers <laughs> game? Yeah, exactly. Transformers the last night? What's going on? Uh, just want to let you know it's a dang sequel. So you know, if you, if you don't know, you now you know. Go play the first one before you jump in this one. Otherwise, you might not know exactly what's happening, but maybe you don't care. Because who plays first-person shooters, Matt, and really gives a poop? Does yeah, anybody? I, never, I, never, I don't even know what that is. What is that? With that being said, though, I will say the story is really cool. Nuclear war broke out. All the, all the people are dead. Everybody that was alive went living underground. These individuals in Moscow think they're the only ones that are led to believe they're the only ones left. And these nightmarish creatures have kind of taken over the world. And they, you know, they just try to survive and scavenge for food, et cetera, et cetera, do what they're told by their bosses. And this one, you break free, and you're like, no, we want to go in the above world and see what's going on. So they get on this train, the Aurora, and they take off towards freedom and hopefully find maybe other villagers, settlers, things that are alive. Do they? Oh, I don't know. Maybe they do. Oh, you can be sure they're going to find other bad guys, and you're going to be sure they're going to find their previous mates who are now very angry with them because they left uh, the safety of moscow and you can also be pretty sure they're going to find nightmarish creatures in all the little corners of the world that are going to try to kill them you're going to run around with big awesome guns you and your wife and you're going to shoot these creatures you're going to shoot these individuals trying to kill you and you're going to do it and have a lot of fun because the graphics in this game are flipping beautiful the music and the ambient noises and all the sound effects are pristine spot on everything feels good everything feels chunky and meaty this isn't like the new doom and the wolfenstein and stuff this is the uh slow goes it you know very very carefully plan where you're gonna go and move about to because it is very easy in this game to get overrun by wild deformed animals like dogs these oversized rats these bat creatures these spiders these nightmarish ghouls. All these things are in this game. And they are terrifying. And if you do not know where you're going or pay attention to where you're going, it's very easy to get killed. But you get awesome weapons, awesome cool guns of all sorts of, you know, made-up varieties. You know, the, the extended weird grenade launchers, all the sorts of different machine guns, da 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 to do combat with. And I will say, I watched a bunch of gameplay today, and... Out of everything, the gameplay with the monsters was by far the best. 
it was just intense and just gripping and they moved about really well like when the this pack of wolves went by they were just leaping and bounding like giant weird deformed wolves look like they would so it had me just Mm -hmm. gripped you know and you're like oh my god and then they're like just jumping out of the tree lines at you and stuff and the humans seemed pretty cool but i don't know i've never got a real big hoo-ha from human ai and they it's said that it's better in this game and that they do a better job of getting in cover and trying to get around you that kind of stuff but yeah human ai is human ai get up in a hole shoot them in the head you're good to go they're going to try to hide. You're going to hide and do a better job because you're a real human and they're not. It's great. <laughs> the story seems pretty cool. The 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 wife's dad is like a big timer and he's with you and he's like torn between what he's doing and where they're going and his hands forced and blah, blah, blah. But you're like a hero to the people even though you broke the rules and the dynamic of it all is really nice and touching and you get a lot of feels from all the different people and it gives you plenty of time to do the the, do the walk-arounds where you get to talk to everybody and get a headspace for them. So overall, really fun game, really cool guns, great environments, which I didn't really speak much to. And this one, besides just the dark, gritty, you know, cold, snowy, tunnel-y garbage, you're outside. You get to see more of that, plus jungly biomes, you know, city-type areas, etc., etc., swamps, all that. So you're going to experience a, a bigger area to play in and a wider variety of creatures and baddies to deal with. So if you liked the previous one or you heard about it and heard it was pretty good but skipped it, I'd recommend taking a peek at this one. You can go get it at your local rental game store because it looks like a whole hell of a lot of fun. I'd recommend you try it out. Number three. So up next at number three this week, this is my number one. It's my personal number one, but I'm saving something else for number one because Eric can probably talk about that one a little bit too. Number three this week is Steins Gate Elite. Developed by 5PB, published by Spike Chunsoft. This is dropping today, the same day as this episode, 219, February 19th, for PC and PS4. And what is Steins Gate? What is Steins Gate Elite? It's basically a remaster of Steins Gate. What's Steins Gate? Oh, it's my favorite visual novel slash anime series. It's all about a group of scientists. There's like a little lab of scientist dudes. And over the course of the, the visual novel and the anime, they develop essentially a time machine but all it does is it sends messages backward in time like they start sending like a text message Mm -hmm. send this back to two days ago so the time the timeline shifts all around the main character so he knows what happened to change it but he doesn't know like what's happening so you'll make a choice or he'll make a choice send it back and then now this character is doing this thing or that character has changed this way so it's it's all my favorite things i love time travel stuff i love alternate timeline things and from the instant i played steins gate and watched the anime which is actually really really freaking good and goes into a lot of like the the deep consequences of kind of these kind of stories and making those really hard decisions. I fell in love with it. So as soon as I saw that it was getting a remake or remaster or however you want to think about it, I went on Amazon. I ordered the limited edition. It's coming. I got to have it. And what's, what's different about Steinsgate here? I mean, I think the original was maybe at least like, maybe like eight to 10 years ago. So it's, you know, it was a very static visual novel style game. You'd have the character, you know, lines of text on the bottom. And then when they change expressions or do something, it would cut to a different static Mm -hmm. shot of them. 
now since that anime is out there, they're actually fully animated. Oh, nice. Everybody's fully animated. Like, they actually have reactions. They actually move. Like, when you pull out your cell phone, there's an animation of you doing it. And in addition to that, because they've taken the anime and put it back into the game, they've got new animations from that same animation house, that same team that did the anime, working on new transitions and new animations and new things for the game. So if you didn't, if you have never jumped on Steins Gate before, this is going to be the perfect way to get into it. And if you, if you love the anime, you might as well play the game. I love Steins Gate. I love science fiction. I love time travel. I love parallel timelines and fixing the timelines and ruining the timelines. If you like any of that stuff and you like visual novel games, you got to get this or get the original Steins Gate or get Steins Gate Zero or go watch the anime or go watch the animated movie. Steins Gate is awesome, so I was super glad to see this coming out. It's going to be at my house like in two days. Thank you, Amazon. Steins Gate Elite. It's awesome. It's going to be good. Number two. Well, you know what else scientists did, Matt? They created nuclear bombs. And guess what? Humans love to use nuclear bombs. Who would have thought? That's like a thing we all love to talk about and use all the time. Nuclear bombs. (laughs) That's like my favorite era is the Cold War era, which is all about nuclear Nuclear weapons. weapons. God, I love it. so great. Well, guess what? (laughs) Jesus. Guess what, man? <laughs> what, Eric? What happened with those nuclear bombs? Well, in Far Cry, New Dawn, they used them, their nuclear bombs, everybody. <laughs> yes, if you have played Far Cry 5, you know that the bad guy's whole thing actually came to pass. A nuclear holocaust took place, wiped everybody out. You and him ended up in a bunker together. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody else went fry, baby, fry. That was the end of it. Or so we thought. 17 years later, dun, da, 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 there were survivors in bunkers, and they come out, and they restart oh, population. No. There's, no, there's no nuke post-nuclear anything. Uh, come on, now. Uh, I've never seen that before no, in any kind know, of media. You know what? Everybody dies, and that's it. Yeah. Everybody, the world ends. That's, it's, it's that's actually probably closer to what's going to happen. But, you mm. know, but that's not, it's not video games, Matt, okay? Listen. And in video games, well, want, everybody no, gets No, I demand bunkers. Far Cry New Dawn, it's you and the bad guy, and you just, like, sit there and talk to each other. For 17 years. What do you want to do? I don't know. The whole earth is a cinder. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, see you tomorrow. All right. What are we going to eat? More canned beans? Yep. Okay. Well, it doesn't happen, sadly. Now, do you get to see... So- <laughs> That should be their new spinoff, New Dawn Realistic Edition. <laughs> just, just a conversation game. Oh, that'd be, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> what a psychological game that could be, though. Exactly, oh, right? Oh, man. There you go, Far Cry. You want to get edgy and do something weird? There you go. Just been provided for you. But Perfect. this time, they played the safe bet. They brought everybody back out. They took uh, Hope County, re-plastered the whole thing as if a uh, nuclear war had taken place and then be regrown by all the vegetation and wildlife because that's precisely where the story takes you. It says, hey, guess what? Oh, nature took over again and the animals came back. But of course, you know, there's a little weirdness going on because, hey, nuclear bombs, those are crazy, huh? You take the place of not the previous hero. You get to be a brand new hero who is the captain of this little, like, train thing going around, helping people out. Well, guess what? These two bad guys, these twin sisters, they find you traveling along this train line. Kabooey the whole thing. The game starts. You get to go out, and you're in Hope County, and you got to help all the denizens there 
do what they need to do to help you get your boys back who've been stolen by the girls. Da-da-da-da-da-da. It's Far Cry. Guess what? Now you're going to go take out a bunch of outposts. You're going to go around killing baddies, doing all sorts of crazy quests and chores for the locals, getting them to recruit on your team so you can use them as sidekicks, get all the different weapons, get different vehicles to travel in. Basically, it's Far Cry 5, because it's all Hope County, but with a nuclear spin and these crazy two new girls as your bad guys. If that sounds cool to you, if you love Far Cry, this is going to be right up your alley. If you don't like Far Cry, this won't be right up your alley. Uh, It's very simple, everybody. You should know Far Cry by now. You should know whether you like Far Cry or don't like Far Cry by now. It looks gorgeous. It looks great. So did Far Cry 5. It has lots of quests, lots of to-do things and offshoots and weird things happening, strange animals for you to kill, hunt down, have fun with, whatever. This is Far Cry. Go have fun, explore the world, have a great time. That's up your alley. This game's for you. Go get yourself some nuclear holocaust action. And if you are curious as to what happened to said bad guy and, you know, whatever good guy, they do show up in this game, so you will get a little bit more storyline from your previous uh, entry in the title. There you go. That's it, man. That's all you really got to know. Just telling you. I'm just saying. I saw an albino deer with these magnificent horns and this moss-covered, like, buffalo or something. And it was running around. I don't know. Moss was covering it up. It looked pretty cool. I was like, yeah, I guess. Nice. I guess, you know, maybe maybe because of the, the, the explosion, it binded vegetation with flesh. And so now it's, you're It's like, not realistic. You're, no. Like all the animals would be dead. All the Sean. plants would be dead. No, Sean, no, no. this is the ticket. Go get hit by a nuclear bomb around a whole bunch of grass and trees, and you could become okay, this, Swamp Thing. This I can thing. get behind. Yes, okay? this I can get behind. This is it. We got this. <laughs> you can do it. I want to see Swamp Thing for real. Let's do this. Go play some Far Cry 5, New Dawn. It's not called Far Cry 5, New Con. New Con. <laughs> <laughs> this is the New Con. We're going to get our money out of you some way. <laughs> Uh, it's just called Far Cry New Dawn. It's out on all the systems. Go check it out if Far Cry is your jam, people. Number one. The number one this week, it's the game everyone's talking about. It's the game everyone's ranting about or defending or saying it's the worst thing ever or saying, ah, come on, guys, it's not that bad. It's Crackdown 3, developed by Sumo Digital, published by Xbox Game Studios. This came out for PC and Xbox One, of course, duh, on the 15th of February. And I'm going to read my notes verbatim here for a second. My very first line, it's more Crackdown. I mean, it's Crackdown. What do you want? People wanted this big, giant overhaul, but it's just Crackdown. You're basically playing as a, as a super-powered agent in a futuristic city. You're attacking this big rival crime syndicate, taking down its baddies. And like I think they said there's like three different areas. There's like a business area, like a toxic area, and like a military arm of this whole corporation that you're trying to take down and all the while the more you blow stuff up the better you get at blowing stuff up the more you drive the better you get at driving the more you jump around and find agility orbs the better you get at jumping around and it unlocks more abilities for you all along the way if you played crackdown one it's more crackdown i mean the the stuff people have been saying is oh well the gameplay is really shallow yeah but dude it's crackdown oh the story's not that great but yeah but it's crackdown 
It's none of the stuff has ever been great. It's been fun, which people still say it is. Everyone's like, well, it's still fun blowing stuff up and jumping around and finding those orbs, but I want some more story. Dude, it's Crackdown. Why are you playing Crackdown to get a story? If you want to jump around, if you want to blow stuff up, if you want to drive crazy vehicles, or if you just want to jump around and find like 10,000 agility orbs, and then you're like triple jumping and air dashing through the sky and basically flying between these giant vertical buildings, you can do it. It's Crackdown. That's what it's about. This one does have a multiplayer mode, and that one's kind of based all around destruction, but I think the only two modes are basically kill confirmed. It's five-on-five deathmatch. You kill a guy, you go run up and take his token, then you get the points for killing him. Or it's like King of the Hill, where there's two target areas. You run, you clear out the enemies, your team takes possession of it, you get points for doing that, but then there's all the buildings you're in, you can blow them all to hell. And that, but that's only in the multiplayer mode. And the only thing is with that, that kind of shallow gameplay, I mean, you basically you hold the L trigger to lock onto an enemy, and you shoot. And in that multiplayer mode, you lock onto a guy, you shoot all around, you blow up the building, there he is, you just hold that trigger and you hold the fire button. And that's the big, that's the big complaint about the multiplayer mode is basically it's whoever starts hitting the other person first, you win because mm-hmm. there's not a bunch you can do about it. And, you know, that's what people are saying about the gameplay and the story missions, too. Because you run around, you hold the trigger to lock on to bad guys, you shoot them, and then your health and shields regenerate at, at each kill you make. So if you're in this big clump of dudes, it's not really difficult, because as long as you're steadily killing people, it's you're never going to die. Yeah. yeah. But if you, if you want some big overhauled, like, dramatic change to the crackdown formula, you're not going to get it. This is Crackdown. It's bigger. It's louder. It's got Terry Crews in it. It's, it's, it's more Crackdown, but it is still Crackdown. If you wanted some big, giant store, if you wanted some, I don't know, cover mechanics, if you wanted to bake a cake for your grandma, this isn't the game for you. But if you want more Crackdown, this is more Crackdown. There you go. That's, that's it. The only defense I'll give, because I hate that too when people do that, oh, I wanted this or this or this, even knowing that the original title was a very basic thing, a very basic yeah. function, was that this one took forever and was going in developmental hell over and over and over again. So I think mm-hmm. the expectations of people kind of went up, and they were like, okay, they're trying for something crazy here, and that's, that's not, not what fault, was happening. Though. It's not their fault, per se, but it is because they shouldn't have been in developmental hell. If they were just trying to make a solid, basic, functioning crackdown title, I don't see where all the problems came in. They had the juice, they had the formula, so why did it take so long and so many reiterations and issues to get to it? And I think it's got to be just because of the the damage, the building damage thing that they were... Because I know from the start, they were like, yeah, you can blow up any building in Crackdown, anywhere. And you can still do it in multiplayer, because you have all the... I think what their plan was, at least, was to use the Microsoft Cloud and to use the computing power of each... Xbox One that's hooked up to that game to help build out that destruction. But now that's, you know, they couldn't find a way to make that work in single player. So I think that's probably where it was. Because, I mean, there's huge explosions and all kinds of stuff in the single player. And from the videos you see, that just nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. So I think they were trying to build that in and just went, okay, we literally can't do it. So here's the game. But like you said, since it's been delayed so much, people wanted triple a plus plus everything perfect and it's it's kind of like a double a game you know yeah and it's that's i think one of the what was the ign review said oh it's like a b movie well 
Yeah. It basically is that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Crackdown was that. Crackdown 2 was like F, F level. <laughs> but this is back to the, the normal Crackdown fun goof level, but just not, not everything you could want. So in a nutshell, temper your expectations. If you loved Crackdown the original, you're going to enjoy this as long as you go in expecting just some good Crackdown action. And hey, like everybody's been saying, this is going to be on Xbox Game Pass. It is either will be shortly or is now. Oh, so you basically right. are paying 10 bucks per month and you get Crackdown 3 for free. So if you don't if you don't think the game's worth 10 bucks, then I think you got problems. I would agree with that. I mean, I've played way worse stuff for 60 bucks. Yeah. And I I've mean, spent 10 on. bucks on the dumbest things ever, so Yeah. You can go to McDonald's and spend ten bucks, and all you're doing is killing yourself. So exactly, there you go. Exactly, what you're doing. Processed greasy foods. See, if you got Xbox Game Pass, you definitely need to get this. You'll get ten dollars worth of fun out of it if you like Crackdown. And the best part of Crackdown was climbing those giant buildings and getting those agility orbs. And now you can jump like ten feet taller. It's just, it's just crazy. It's great. It's Crackdown. It's more Crackdown. It's Crackdown Three. Imposter's topic of the day. So tonight's topic, boys and girls, is going to be the Nintendo Direct that just took place a couple of days ago. Wow. Okay, Nintendo, boy oh boy, do they know how to throw a little shindig. They love to just toss all the goodness at you, don't they? They just, mm-mm-mm. Do they? I saw the aftermath. I didn't watch the thing itself. Oh, it's, I saw the clips. It's so good. Was it like a party with like people like setting yeah, off sparklers were, and balloons and things? No, it was the typical, very awkward Nintendo Direct where, you know, they stands there. Good. Well, you will enjoy this, we hope. And then the next thing goes, and then the next thing goes. We've worked hard on this. Hopefully it's good. Yes, yes. We sorry we stalled. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, gosh. But we wanted to run through some of the things and titles or whatever was talked about that we thought were pretty interesting. Just mosey on about over it. Briefly, a little bit here and there. So I'll start it off, Matt. One thing I was really happy to hear was Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. This is one of those titles that came through the other year, missed out. Kept thinking I wanted to get a hold of it. Was like, yeah, I'm going to put that in my backlog and do it. Da-da-da-da-da. You know, the usual rigmarole. Never got to it. Here it comes. Spring 2019. We get it on the Nintendo Switch. This is, this is it. This is the resurrection I needed to get that game and play it. That's so true. I'm hoping that this spring comes around and I get the chance to purchase and play <laughs> Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. I've got about a 45% chance of success here. This is good stuff. This is better that's, than that's, it was. It was at zero. It's 45 more than zero. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I was happy to hear that. That was one thing I was like, yes, good stuff. And I thought that's pretty cool because that's a a big mature game, not in like the the you know the sense that everyone always says, but a, a game that deals with actual real emotions and problems and things. They won the award in the Game Awards for Games for Impact. Yeah, game that was it. Yeah, games from two years ago. So, yeah, that one's always been on my list too, and it's just one of those ones I never get around to. Hey, it's on sale. I'll get it next time. So totally cool that it's coming out for Switch. Totally cool that it's coming out soon. One thing I thought was totally cool, because I'm just going to say totally cool this whole time. I like that. Was the like only cool Battle Royale game coming out. The only one I will ever play. I will never play a Battle Royale game again, except for this one. And I'll only be able to play it if I get a Switch, so I probably won't even play this one. But it's Tetris 99. 
you and 98 people playing Tetris all together. You can see what's going on on people's screens in the background. It's a giant multiplayer Tetris party, and the last one standing wins. And I think that's just awesome because I love puzzle games. I love Tetris. And to me, they're, even when you're playing multiplayer puzzle games, it's not stressful. It's not anger-inducing because it's just Tetris. If, you, if your screen fills up, oh, man, I, I made it to five, and I, oh, I almost, almost had it. Bloop, I'm going to be jumping right back in, just like people jump right back into PUBG and Fortnite and Apex and all the other stupid things. I hate all those games. I love Tetris. So if I get a Switch, I'm definitely going to be on Tetris 99. I was excited to hear this, but not excited to play it. I like Tetris because obviously every human should like Tetris, but I'm not in love with Tetris. So, yeah. like, I, I would suck. I'll just get beat a bunch. Uh, that's not going to be up my alley, but I totally mm. appreciate where they're going with it. And I like how they're taking the Battle Royale and then kind of doing their own thing with it, which mm. leads me to believe that they we're going to see that in other titles as well. So, we're going to start to see like a spin off of Battle Royale. Dr. Mario 99. Oh, oh man. That would be it. Oh, Catherine man. 99. Yeah, buddy. Oh, dude, you just blew my mind yeah. right there. That's yeah. never going to happen, oh, but holy wow. shit, if it did. Woo. Oh, man. God, it'd be so good, though. 99 fucking sheep running around. Sheeps, oh, yep. Jesus. All oh, scrambling up this tower that's getting slimmer and smaller and smaller. <sighs> Oh, hit, knock another Imagine sheep down. Imagine, like, you get, you get that big, <laughs> just smashing them sheep and just laughing like a maniac. You could do that so easily. Just have, like, 25 separate towers with four sheep on them, and then they all start to converge at the top. At different or, chunks, they get to be shorter, littler towers, mm-hmm. all the way up to where it's just one little tower with, you know, the last five or ten left going up. Oh, dude, that'd be so good. And, of course, you just have, like, some giant octopus monster in the middle so it can get all the towers. Yeah, it's just until flapping up, and just hitting. Flapping like, and yes. Hitting. Look dude. at that. Woo. <laughs> the rest of the Nintendo Direct. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. That's what I want. I'm done. You do that. Sold. That's right. God bless. Oh, well, Bloodstained Ritual Night, they kind of got a little update of where they're at in the progress, da-da-da-da-da, doing pretty good. That game's been pushed back quite a bit. But I don't mind because it's the original creator of the Castlevania series doing his own thing because Konami gave up on all that. I'm super excited. I love Castlevania. Cannot wait to see this. Apparently, it should be arriving unless it's delayed again. So, once again, I don't want to give a lot of hope because it's been pushed a lot. Uh, The summer 2019 is when we're going to see it here on the Switch. Will we? I hope so. I see it. I get excited. Every time they post new pictures and new videos, I love it. So keep giving me more. I'll keep being excited, but I'm not going to get disappointed if it gets pushed a little bit more. There you go. Now, next up for me is a game that apparently already is partially out right now on Steam, but I didn't know anything about it. It's Deltarune Chapter 1. It's going to be coming for free to Nintendo Switch, and this is the follow-up to Undertale. And Undertale is and was amazing. I have not had a chance to beat it myself, but I've played a lot of it. Everybody loves Undertale. So another follow-up game, I mean, I think it's a direct sequel because there's, well, I'll get to the trailer in a second, but I think it's a direct sequel to Undertale. So more Undertale is always going to be good. And this trailer was amazing because it was like, hey, look, it's a spoiler-free trailer with all these censored things. And what they did was they had the annoying dog from Undertale covering up words in the speech boxes, covering up people's faces, like shooting across the screen to cover up all the spoilery stuff. It was, it was completely ridiculous. The trailer was amazing and funny and just 
awesome. And it's more Undertale. So chapter one's going to be free for the Switch owners. I think that's coming out sometime this spring. Then the other chapters will actually cost money. But if you love old school RPGs with a like Earthbound style, but like a very unique twist, you need to play Undertale for one thing. And if you play that, Deltarune is coming to the Switch for you. It's also coming to PS4. That's where I'm going to play it. Here's one I was appreciative of. That's the Final Fantasy IX drop. All right, they came out. They're like, "Hey, remember we told you guys we're going to be releasing all the Final Fantasies except for eight because we don't care about eight? Well, yeah. Final Fantasy Nine available now! Whoa, man! <laughs> so everybody on the Switch could get that one immediately. They also said Final Fantasy Seven and Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon are on their way next month, March second, I believe it was, and Final Fantasy Seven is March twenty sixth. Yes, March twenty sixth nice. for Final Fantasy Seven. Chocobo is March sixth. So. There you go. You can get any of those coming up very, very shortly. I will say I've heard that the Final Fantasy IX that just dropped, for, if you want to purchase it, is an actual previous import they did for, like, uh, iOS and stuff. So it's, oh, it's yeah. good. It's pretty good. But there are some bugs and issues, and they didn't fix them. They did just basically dump it over and go, here you go. But, you know, if you want to play on your Switch, you don't want to drag out the old freaking PlayStation or get some on some other issue, wherever hell you bought it in the last god knows 15 20 years <laughs> this is a decent way to do it yeah there's some issues but overall it's a solid experience and a lot of fun final fantasy 9 is one of my favorites so i was happy to see it seven of course i held a higher esteem but i doubt i'll pick it up just because i've played it a million times i'm good i got too many games to play these days and that remake's coming out sometime, you know. That episode no, of remake Final Fantasy VII. for PlayStation Here Five. Comes. Here it comes. Yeah, it's coming. Watch out. That's mark my words. That's PlayStation Five right there. I think they decided to dump that whole episodic bullcrap they were gonna do, because mm. they said they didn't have the power to put it all in one thing on the PlayStation Four. I think they're just yeah. gonna put it all on the PlayStation Five and say to hell with it. We shall see. There you go. That's a little prophecy for you right there, spun up into this episode. <gasps> Eric, just, Eric just dove into the, Dang, into the speculation I, river. I did. He, trying to get out to conjecture. Then. Get it. back here, sucker. All right, I'm back. I'm back to reality. <laughs> so another game that actually surprised me because I didn't know anything about it. I'd never seen anything about it. All I saw was the trailer, and then I got interested. It's Demon X Machina. What it is, it's basically anime armored core. You're in a big old bulky robot. You got anime people coming up and telling you the story stuff. And you're flying around and you're moving and you're shooting stuff. And it looks just like Armored Core, except you can also float and hover. And it's like anime style. It's kind of cell shaded, but in that really like like dark shading kind of way. Once you see it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It looks almost like an anime come to life. And it's by a, apparently a bunch of the Armored Core guys. So if you like big robots blowing up stuff... You're going to want to take a look at this. I think there's a demo out now of just the tutorial and then maybe like an intro mission and there's a big boss battle. So if you got the Switch and you like big robots blowing stuff up, get that demo, check it out, and then keep your eyes peeled for it. It's Demon X Machina. So I'd, I feel I feel remiss if I didn't mention this one. I don't really personally care about it, but I know it's a big deal and it's something everyone's talked about forever. It's Super Mario Maker 2. Yeah. It finally hit. Everyone knew it was going to happen in some way, shape, or form. A lot of people were like, well, they're just going to do a, a redux version of the original and port it over to the Switch. Or are they going to do a full-on second version? Well, guess what? They went with the full-on new one. They, When they were showing the whole preview, it showed all sorts of cool little snippets of added characters, multiplayer, mm -hmm. all sorts of really cool things going on. So you're going to be able to just 
really, really go deep into Mario this time and do all sorts of co-op adventures, PvP crap, screw with each other even more than you could in the original. Mm-hmm. For those that entices, hey, you have at it. For me, that's not my jam. I don't have patience. I can't make things. <laughs> well, see, that's the beauty of it. You can, you don't have to make things. You can go and I find can just stuff go play that other and people that's made. That's true. You could play like the rage-inducing instant death scene. But that's what I'm worried about. Do. Exactly. Like I understand like the value of this game. Like if yeah. you don't want to make things, you can just go play countless levels. But for me, I got bad luck, so I'm gonna pick yeah. every single crappy level that was only made to piss people off and never be winnable or whatever. Yeah. And I'm not gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna be angry all the time. I'm gonna and I'm gonna keep trying because I spent money on the game. And I'm gonna exactly, keep being frustrated. Yeah. So I don't want to do that. And then you'll upload a level that's just. A bunch of Goombas spelling out, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. That would be You get banned from <laughs> Nintendo Switch Online, yep, and you're done. Just done. So, hey, great news for everybody. Everyone's been looking for it. Well, there it is. Nintendo brought it to you, because that's what Nintendo does. They bring things that are amazing to you. And another thing they're bringing that's going to be amazing, because I love the series so much, Fire Emblem Three Houses it's more Fire Emblem. It's a new Fire Emblem. It's going to be on the Switch. One thing I think is kind of cool about this is, you know, generally when you're playing a Fire Emblem game, you're kind of that, like, unseen character. You're like, oh, man, you're an amnesiac who falls in with these guys. And, oh, did you happen to be a strategist? Oh, well, help us out here. In this one, you're kind of tied into the story a little bit better than that. Apparently, you're running around with your dad as part of a mercenary group. Something happens. You go to this, like, Imperial Military Academy. So you're an actual professor at the academy, and you pick which one of the houses you want to teach for, and that's your band of recruits. That's your little army band. You take them out on missions. You're doing Fire Emblem stuff. You're fighting people. Your, your students are working together and then they're having little cut scenes where their bond grows deeper or, you know, maybe they fall in love and start having kids like they do in Fire Emblem games. If you love Fire Emblem, it's going to be more Fire Emblem. And what I think is cool is the whole Three Houses gimmick. That's why it's in the title. Because in that trailer, they say, hey, well, this house represents this whole area down here. And they're, they're kind of, their traits are this, this, and this. Here's people from the Holy Roman Empire over here. This is a, a loose conglomeration of states who don't really have a king or a, you know, an emperor. So I get the feeling that each house you pick is going to have three, you know, its own play style, its own missions, hopefully. Maybe you're going and dealing with, and even if it's just side missions, going and dealing with stuff in that, in that house's homeland and getting different story bits out of that. So I'm hoping for good stuff out of that. Fire Emblem is almost always really, really good. So I love Fire Emblem. I was excited to hear about this. And the limited edition, you get a steel book, you get art book, you get a CD, and you get a 2020 calendar, like a little calendar that flips and you got the characters on each oh, month. Nice. I mean, I don't know why that geeked me out so much, but like I don't use calendars a lot. But I was like, I would totally have that right here. Next uh-huh. to my laptop, on my desk, and just like, flip, flip, hell yeah. I'd put little TS and IG2G uh-huh. dates in. Oh, it'd be so good. That would be pretty nice. The other be- the nice part, too, is this is the first entry in a while coming to, like, a higher-powered system. So you get to actually get yep. some graphics in there, some, some power, some meat to this. It's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see where they take it, whether it's a success or not. I'm looking forward to checking it out because, like you said, firearms are generally really good, really a ton of fun. And this one... Hopefully, is no exception. It's open. Now, the last one for me, Matt, you know, you can have a million more if you'd like. But I'm gonna. You all right. Just watch it. The last one that really caught my attention, and there was a few more that were pretty good, but The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. All right. Yep. 
when this happened, it was just, it was like ground zero, just took, and I went, what? You're going to take Link's Awakening and redo it? Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think the only other Zelda title you could have got me a little bit harder with. No, that's not how I meant that. Oh, whoa. Okay, dude. I'm glad I'm glad the camera only no. focuses like from your yeah. chest up. Oh, that's not what I meant. You know what I oh, meant yeah. with that. Oh, that's that didn't come scary. out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's too late to apologize, everybody. It's too late. Would have been the Minish Cap. Because besides Minish Cap, Link's Awakening is one of the only other Zelda titles, I think, that gets nowhere near the credentials and accolades it should. What a wonderful game. The storyline's really cool, dark, just kind of messed up. And then the way you're just interacting so different from the other Zeldas. Oh, yeah. just I had such a blast with this title. I remember going in thinking it was going to be like very traditional, was not changed the mm. way I thought, you know, you can play Legend of Zelda and do things. And I was like, this is great. Wow. And it just what a game it was, man. Oh. Isn't that the first one that introduced the feather where you could leap? You could like bounce around. Yeah, like, you get the. You mm-hmm. could actually jump, which was other than jumping from one plane to the next. That was, that was so cool. And then, you know, my favorite thing, stealing from the shopkeeper. Oh, Steal, yeah. run around for like ten more hours, totally forget. Like, oh man, I gotta go get some more something. It's like, you dead <laughs> thief. <You're> dead. <laughs> oh, sorry, shopkeeper. I, I forgot that I stole <laughs> the bow from you like twenty hours ago. I forgot I'm a bad human being. Oh man! <laughs> Even though everyone called me thief, I was just like, ha ha ha, whatever. Mm-hmm. And of course, this one was weird too because it had the the chompers and the goombas. You know, it introduced. Mm-hmm. It had the Mario characters in there, and it was just like, yep, yep. This is, what a weird thing. Because of course, being Dreamland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was super excited to see this too. This was going to be the last one if you didn't cover it, but I knew you were going to, so we could have a joint one at the end. Yeah, beautiful. I will say the only thing that's not really clicking with me yet is that graphic style. You know, I don't like stuff that's too cute. And this is like almost too cutesy cute. But I mean, it is going to be Link's Awakening, which was awesome, will be awesome this time too. Probably even have more enhanced features and all that stuff. So I'm excited for it. It's pretty cool. I am indeed as well very excited for it. And unlike you, I do love the graphical style. I like the, just the vibrancy of that. I just feel it matches the dream world aesthetic pretty well. That's true. So That's true. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. I can't wait to tell them when it's coming out. But more on our luck, it'll probably be like next year, the year after, some craziness. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Anywho's, look forward to it, folks. Go check out the Nintendo Direct because there were other things they announced, and something with like Platinum Games is doing another game besides Bayonetta. Yeah, some so action games, stuff. Yeah, it's, hell yeah, a lot of crazy stuff's going on. Nintendo knows what they're doing. People, get on board if you haven't already. And if you haven't gotten on board, if you have or haven't, it's time to wrap up this episode right now. Imposters wrap up. So, what do you guys love out of that Nintendo Direct? Do you want to play Steins Gate? Do you want to get these limited editions with all this cool stuff? Let us know. Send us your feedback. Give us any any comments, any questions, any concerns, anything you want to say or let us know or want to know from us. Do that via email info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshift.me and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed you can. You can also find us over at Patreon where we treat it just like a wonderful little tip jar. If you like what you hear, consider throwing us $1, $2, $3, $5, or that coveted $1 million, in which case we will open up a food line and have babies in jars for you to purchase because that's what we've promised and that's what you will get if you don't have any money. However, we understand bills are bills. Things are 
hey, things are tough, man. You got to work. Got to do things. You can mm-hmm. support us by giving us likes, thumbs ups, mailbag questions, five-star ratings. Any and all those things, interactions with us in general are just very helpful, and we really do appreciate it. And all those who have donated in the past, present, and or future, we do say thank you. We appreciate you so very much. Yes, indeed. And, of course, this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 5th of March for our very next episode. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. We appreciate it so much, just like we do those five-star reviews. So give them to us. And with that back, there's nothing left to say but dun-dun-dun. Don't forget to save. Don't forget to save. Don't forget to save.